from Cincinnati to Phoenix, you have to drive through St. Louis. And we knew there was a team coming in 2023. And there was like bad traffic. I don't really remember somewhere downtown you have to drive through. And you know, my wife and I were just, huh, St. Louis, that would be, that could be a cool thing if that ever, you know, worked out. So I, I don't know what made us say that, but we looked at the arch and was like, hey, St. Louis, they have a team. Let's see what happens. Welcome to a new edition of the City Voice podcast. I am joined, as always, by an extremely special guest. Today, we introduce Ben Lunt. Welcome to the show, Ben. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You have a nice view here. Always wanted to be up here. So I'm happy to be on a podcast. Uh, we, always wanna be, we always want to be down there on that yeah. beautiful grass. It's one of the last beautiful days of uh, St. Louis fall weather. We're going to talk a little bit about your background, where you grew up. We're going to talk about how you got into the game, some of the crossovers, some of the people that you met along the way, uh, and like really get an understanding of... Um, of what you've been doing with the squad this year. You know, obviously some um, some great comments coming from Bradley about your leadership skills behind um, behind the scenes. So mm. we'll crack in <laughs> to the podcast. Ben, where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in in the I would I grew up in Berlin, not really in the heart of Berlin, but West Berlin, if anybody cares where I grew up. Um, about two train stations from the Berlin Olympic Stadium. Um, obviously a lot of history, a lot of culture in Berlin. So it was a great place to, to, to grow up in. And then I was fortunate enough to play for four years for my hometown team, Hertha Berlin. Uh, again, two train station down the road and I was in the Olympic Stadium. Uh, and yeah, my highlight basically was being in a squad for my hometown team uh, for Hertha Berlin. That was a cool experience. Um, yeah, that's how, that's how I grew up. What was the family life like for you growing up? Yeah, I mean... Family life and the way you grow up in grow up in Berlin is just different. The way people know it in America, um, I've never lived in a house my whole life. I always lived in an apartment, and that's just what you do in Berlin. There are no houses. Maybe there are some houses on the you know on the edge of the city, but you live in an apartment building, and that's normal for us. So when I try to talk to you know friends or my wife here, I try to explain to her how I grew up. She's seen it now because she's been a couple of times you know in my hometown. It's just a little bit different, you know, um, no house. and But I spent a lot of time outside. Uh, friends met them, a lot, spent a lot of time, you know, on little soccer soccer um, fields in Berlin around the city. So um, I think I had a great childhood, yeah. Did you break the pattern when you moved to St. Louis? Did you think, well, they've got a lot, lot of big houses out here? Or are well, you still in an apartment? Yeah, now, now I'm in a house, actually. I'm, I, when I first came to America, I could have, couldn't have imagined really one day not to live in a big city. I always thought I'm a, I'm from a big city. I always need the big city. So I always looked at cities like New York, Chicago, these big cities. I always felt home when I visited them. And now I completely changed. I've been here now for seven, eight years. I want, you know, I want my space. I don't want to hear any neighbors. Um, and now I transitioned into a house and I'm, I'm quite happy there. House guy now. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Germany's obviously got incredible football culture. It's all around you, like the, the it's the number one sport in, in Germany. Um, but who in your family inspired your passion for for soccer? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, my my dad. The answer is my dad. My dad was a was a goalkeeper, not a really good goalkeeper. He played, I would say, Sunday league soccer, and he was always a goalkeeper. And you know, from the moment I can start thinking, maybe I was three, four years old, I was behind his goal. And I just loved watching him 
back then I thought that I'm watching Champions League. Um, realizing now it was just Sunday, <laughs> Sunday soccer, but a lot of fun. My dad was a goalkeeper, and I just, you know, uh, developed that passion for for that position. And then, yeah, I would say early on you. It's probably better to spend as much time on the field as a goalkeeper nowadays. I, you know, changed pretty much very early into into a goalkeeper and I just loved it. You know, training with my with my dad when we didn't have training with a club and yeah, and then my dad gave that love back and so yeah. Did he support Hertha Berlin? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, we have another bigger team now. Unfortunately, Union Berlin. We've seen them, yeah. yeah. That's the red team with the blue team. Um, they came out of nowhere, I think third division always and second division. And they've been doing a lot of things right for a lot of years. Uh, Hertha has more that um, stereotype of having more money and spending it not wisely versus Union Berlin is the fan club. You know, the fans actually physically built their stadium. They had, a, I think at one point, they were able to financially invest into the club and literally built the, built the club from, from nothing to what they are now. Now they're a Champions League team. So that's a really cool kind of, yeah, fan club, I want to say. It led German. They led the Bundesliga for a chunk of last season, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, you know, it, it's a cool club, I want to say. But I grew up um, as them being my rival. I played them in every single, uh, you know, club tournament, U17s, U19s, always Union Berlin. And it gets wild because even U- U17s, U19s, um, the, the fans care. So when you have a U17s match against Union Berlin, there's a lot of police. Fans come from both sides. And actually, the, the German divisions, they try to schedule them on the same day, the first team plays, so that the fans are not coming to these youth uh, games and, and, you know, escalating trouble. it there. Yeah, causing trouble. So always fun to play them. Uh, Union Berlin is not my team. I'm... I'm Hertha Berlin, but yeah, they, my family, I wouldn't say my family is too soccer crazy, um, but they were all, all Hertha Berlin. So when did you realize that you were going to be a better goalkeeper than your dad and that there was potential that you might be really good? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, that took some time. I never really, I always thought, yeah, you want to be a professional soccer player. Every child wants that, you know. My mom, on the other hand, was always very cautious, like Ben, don't get too excited. Everybody wants to be a professional soccer player. It's do your school, do this, do that. Have another plan. Let's not get too crazy. And my dad was always more on the side. Yeah, why go for it? Why not? Um, and then just over time, uh, when you always make the next team in, in you know club level and, and coaches like you, and we have that special German de- development team where the best players from every state make a team, and then you play against um, other state teams and from that pool they choose like the national team so i always was in these kind of pools and and uh, state teams uh, early on and i always played in good you know good uh, youth teams in berlin really good teams and then yeah then i made the jump to hertha and that's when i really started believing hey you know once you make it to hertha berlin which is i would say what one was of your the, dad like then I mean, my dad was yeah, crazy right and you, i have to say hertha berlin their first team is in the second division right now but their youth teams is probably easily top five in, in Germany and one of the best ones in Europe. So once you make it there, you go there, then you can start getting excited. Yeah. So is it, um, was it as exciting being there as the dream? You know, sometimes you're like, ah, oh, dream of something and then you get it and you're like, oh, it's, yeah. ah, it's a bit different. Yeah, obviously when you make it to better teams, the competition also gets 
you know, much better. So one goalkeeper I was com competing with, he's right there. He just transferred back to Hertha Berlin uh, as the start, supposedly a starting goalkeeper. Another goalkeeper uh, went to the second division, is playing there. Another goalkeeper still with Hertha Berlin. Another goalkeeper used to play uh, Champions League and Europe League for Austria Wien. There were a lot of good goalkeepers there, so the competition gets really good. So you just have to fight your way through it. And yeah, at one point, you know, I chose America. Uh, after four years there, I probably had the opportunity to stay there and other opportunities. But then, yeah, I chose America, which also was a great decision. So how did uh, how did America happen? Because before we get there, you did you went to a place called uh, Lenore Ryan Bears. Correct. And I had Alex Langer on the podcast, yeah. and he was also there. What what what's what's going on here? Yeah, well, first of all, again, I was four years with Hatter. My first year was a U17s where we won the national championship. And then I spent three years in a row in the second team, so the U23. So I kind of jumped the U19s. Um, and that was a pretty cool experience because, I, you know, with 16, 17, you're all of a sudden in a, in a man's soccer team uh, where people earn money and earn their living. Um, <clears throat> so that was a cool experience. But after three years, I could have done it another year or two. But I realized, okay, that's not really the dream I was looking for. And I was also in a situation where maybe a goalkeeper from the first team, if he needs minutes, he just plays in front of you and there's nothing you can do. And then somebody told me about America. And then my mom, again, like I mentioned, she always mentioned education, have a plan B and all those kind of things. And then I looked around a little bit in Germany, had some, I had an offer here, I had an offer there, but it wasn't really what I wanted. And then, yeah, again, this America idea came up and my mom loved that because she thought education is, is a great option. And I must say, I, I, you know, I agreed. And I have so many friends that when the third division, second division didn't really work out and fourth division, and they, they've been playing as long soccer as I have been, I just have a degree and they, they don't. So I'm happy about this, uh, about coming to America. And then again, like you mentioned, I went to Leonard Ryan Bears. Not really a university anybody has heard of or I've heard of. When I first wanted to come to America, I looked at schools like UCLA. Those are the big schools people know in Europe. But that didn't work out. My English wasn't good, so I failed some English tests. And then I went to Leno Ryan Bears, well, Leno Ryan, and played there for a year and skipped these English tests and improved my English and then was able to, to transfer to a, to a D1 school. What did you study? Well, I have a degree now in uh, sales management. Sales management? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's also a long story. Long story short, I was in international business, and that didn't work out with leaving, then Akron, and being drafted. So I had to a little bit, you know, adjust, and sales management was, was a degree I could finish. No, that's great. Yeah, and that's your great. English is fantastic. Oh, thank, yeah. thank you. Uh, so... You've made the decision to move to America. You, there's a draft system over here. You're part of the Super Draft 2019. I always ask players that are part of these drafts, did anybody tip you off that you were going to get a call or are you just sitting there like the rest of us waiting to see a name? Yeah, interesting. Um, I was always very, at this point, very convinced somebody's going to take me because I had a very successful college time with Akron in three years I played all three years and we made it to two college cups lost one final against a really good Maryland team and one semi-final college cup uh, against Stanford an unbeaten in three years unbeaten Stanford team 
Uh, so going in, I had a very good feeling, but yeah, the, I had a good idea. The coach from Cincinnati kind of told me, hey, we're taking you. Um, and then I also made a decision uh, going to Chicago. I think, I believe it's the last real draft with an in-person draft. Uh, so it was a cool experience to go there and, and see this whole, you know, whole show in live. But I knew it was always not easy for me. I'm international. I was from, I'm from Germany. It's just tough. For anybody on any position, and especially goalkeepers, and yeah, Cincinnati took me, and I am forever grateful for them taking me and really opening that door in professional soccer here in America for me. How did it feel going into training, like the dream that you've had, that your mum said, "Be careful about." Like yeah. you've you, you're you're at a professional club. Like, it's not the full dream, yeah, but it's a start. It's a great starting point. It's a, so we did the combine before, which is also you would say a lot of pressure, and you 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 know you play play your last college season. You would think it's a lot of pressure. I never had any kind of pressure. I was very convinced about myself. But then going into preseason with Cincinnati, all of a sudden there was a lot of pressure because they draft you, but they don't sign you <laughs> immediately. Right. So I don't know if many people know that, um, but I wasn't signed when I started training camp with them. And then always in the back of my head, okay. I need to perform in order to get signed. So that was all of a sudden way more pressure than I have experienced before. And but luckily things things worked out. They they they, they signed me and I was on a contract with them for for three years. Is it hard being a a, a young goalkeeper as part of a, a draft system? Because not many young goalkeepers go straight into the first team. Like it's you know most goalkeepers get their break a lot later on than you know your traditional sort of like your wingers or your strikers right. is that um is it a different is it a different mindset um to to perform under those circumstances yeah a little bit but ultimately i knew you know i knew it from from germany a little bit these kind of situations um with being in a second team first team and i knew what i had to do uh i think it was a good good thing from cincinnati um they loaned me out Initially, just get game experience in a professional setting here in the USL, uh, in Louisville. And that really did a lot for me as well. Uh, got a lot of minutes, played. Um, and then Cincinnati, you know, was able to, to see me every weekend, wasn't too far away. I think maybe two hours, uh, Cincinnati and Louisville. Um, they're two hours apart. So they came down to a lot of games. They saw me every weekend. Um, and that helped, obviously, me and them um, for for long term kind of relationship. Yeah. Did you meet anybody that is now at City at Louisville? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, John Hackworth. John Hackworth. John Hackworth. He's part yeah. of all these stories. Yeah, John Hackworth is connected. You know, we go to Portland. He has three people coming up to him saying hi. We go to Salt Lake. We go anywhere. We go Toronto. Uh, he knows people in every single city um yeah very cool guy i enjoyed playing for him in louisville i enjoy now playing for him here um in st louis and obviously met akil watts there too and like when you're going through the loan experience is there do, is there anything that you learned uh, did you have like coming away from louisville this is what i learned this is the what you know did you have in yeah. were there any like life lessons that you took from those long oh, moves because you had two right yeah a lot of life lessons um louisville is usually a team they don't take many guys on loan they have you know it's a core group of guys that have been together for five six seven years they don't change much and i think that's why they're so successful they have a great culture um and I come then from their rival, which at that time they're, they're big. I think they're still big rivals. They're just not in the same division anymore. But they are, they used to be very big rivals, 
and I come from Cincinnati from their arrival into the Louisville like, locker room. And yeah, it took some time for the guys to warm up to me and, you know, vice versa. But I learned a lot. These guys, they were hard on me. Uh, they, they pushed me. And, but that's ultimately what I needed. And I, you know, uh, followed that culture, learned a lot from, from these guys in Louisville. And, you know, took, you know earned my, my starting position in, in Louisville. And I would say, I think, I don't remember, eight, nine, ten games uh, into the season, I got injured and unfortunately didn't return uh, that following year or that, that year. And then I remember just a really cool thing from John Hackworth. The team was going into the, the final, the Eastern Conference final. And I wasn't really part of the team anymore because um, then at that point, Cincinnati recalled me, did my treatment, my rehab in Cincinnati. And then John Hackworth called me and invited me to that Eastern Conference final in Indianapolis. And I joined the team back and, you know, they were excited. I was excited to just spend, spend more time with them. And that's something I never forget that, you know, Hack invited me back into the team for, for that final, even though I wasn't really 100% part of that team anymore. What, what did you like about playing under John? John, first of all, he's a really cool guy. Um, he has a, always a good relationship with his players. Um, I believe, you know, he's a really good coach. We had a good team, we had a good playing style, um, and we were successful. Um, I think that's why, you know, we talk with the guys sometimes, there's no better bonding experience than winning. You know, uh, you can have the best guys in the locker room, your best friends, but when you lose every single weekend, you probably won't remember that season as much as, you know, a winning season. Um, so we had a good had a good time there. John Hack was a good coach. Really enjoyed my time in Louisville. So how does St. Louis come onto your radar? What's what's the what's the story there? Yeah, it does have a little bit of a of a story. I've, I don't think I've ever shared that. Um, yeah, but why not? Why not now? It's exclusive. <laughs> City Voice exclusive. Let's share. <laughs> no, okay. So uh, my time in Cincinnati came to an end in 2021. That was my last se last season with Cincinnati. And then what now? Um, I didn't really know. You know, I had some some possibilities to go here and there, but nothing really I 100% loved. And then I went. We went to Phoenix, my wife and I. So we packed our things and we drove actually from Cincinnati to Phoenix because we have a dog and the dog cannot fly. He's a big German Shepherd. I was like, okay, he cannot fly. It's a little, a little scary. We were, we were worried. So we put him in the car and we, we took a couple of days and drove. And from Cincinnati to Phoenix, you have to drive through St. Louis. And we knew there's a team coming in 2023. And there was like bad traffic. I don't really remember somewhere downtown you have to drive through. And, you know, my wife and I was just, huh. St. Louis, that would be that could be a cool thing if that ever you know worked out. So I, I don't know what made us say that, but we looked at the arch. I was like, hey, St. Louis, they have a team. Let's see what happens. And then you know nothing really much more said. And I went to Phoenix. I had a good season there personally. The team wasn't as successful as they used to and or as they are now, for example. But I had a good good year. And then yeah, that connection maybe with Hack. I mean, obviously they're looking at a lot of. Uh, options. I was maybe looking a little bit here and there, and then we just somehow found together. Yeah. So, what was the what was the offer for? Like, how did uh, did you speak to Lutz and Bradley, or like how, how did the yeah. how did the move come about? What was I the think I mean Hack 
um, it was maybe the, the connection piece because maybe Hack said, yeah, I know this guy. And obviously they internally maybe discussed it. So Hack was initially the first one to call and, and see what, you know, where I am at and what I'm thinking and I had to listen to, to the situation here. And yeah, then I was talking to, to Lutz, Bradley, Alex, um, and it, yeah, it worked out. I think it was a good fit, um, you know, on a character on the field, off the field. So I always wanted to come here because I was interested in this project. Obviously, I never met Lutz before, but I knew of Lutz. I knew of Bradley. He played in Germany. I, I knew of Bradley. Uh, I saw some guys that I've known, obviously, because I'm German. Some guys played in Germany here. Uh, so I was obviously Alex, German goalkeeper coach, uh, mm -hmm. that I have a little bit of a, I wouldn't even say an indirect history that we can talk about here in a second, but um, it just worked out and I was interested from the first moment and wanted to be part of this project. So Roman Berkey is a uh, Champions League goalkeeper. Um, he's a club deep, you know, DP. How... Um How does that factor into the decision making when you're coming here? Because it's going to be, yeah. it's, it's difficult to usurp a, a goalkeeper of that experience. Yeah, no doubt on, no, no doubt on that. And I think the club uh, was pretty open about that. I was like, okay, yeah, it probably won't be like a 50-50 competition um, scenario. But that was okay. I was just really keen on this um, project here. And I was excited um, to, to play my role in it. And Roman obviously is playing a good season, no doubt in that. But, you know, if, if he is injured, if he needs a break, whatever, I wanted, to, I wanted that role. I was like, hey, I can do a good job if, if the club needs me. And, yeah, again, very interested from the very first moment. And, and luckily it worked out. And, yeah, obviously, again, with, with Roman, we were both great relationship on and off the pitch. We're hanging out, you know. Um, and it's a good dynamic, I want to say. We, we both really respect each other. We're joking around. And it's, a, it's been a good dynamic. Uh, when, when he sees I'm winning my training games, he, he want, he's a competitive guy. Then he wants to win his games. And, you know, when, when this both comes together, the quality and training gets better. And that's ultimately a very good thing. I was uh, listening to a, a podcast recently and English goalkeeper David Seaman mm -hmm. said that he always... Uh, he liked to play next to a, a good number two because they pushed him, whereas Peter Schmeichel, the Manchester United goalkeeper, didn't like to play mm. that. Roman came out last week and said that the training with the goalkeepers was particularly intense. Uh, I've watched you train all season. Like, it always seems really focused. What sort of environment do you have as part of your sort of goalkeepers union? Like, how, how do you see your role, like, working with... Uh, Yeah, like I, Michael. like I mentioned, good dynamic in the whole goalkeeper union. We always say goalkeeper union. We always see, you know, we always separate ourselves from the field players, which I think is funny. Um, no, good dynamic. Um, I mean, I always, I grew up in Germany. I was, you know, a part of the first team there at the time, for example, where Hertha Berlin was in the Europa League with good players there. Kalu was there, John Anthony Brooks. American was there good players there at, at that time so I know that environment of a professional team in Bundesliga uh, so again very good dynamic we try to be really clean in training and ultimately us goalkeepers you know it starts with us the whole you know training maybe 
if our quality is good, ultimately the the quality of the whole training session is is much better. And again, it's it's been a lot of fun working with Oman and working with Michael, working with Alex. Um, I think it's a good fit. Has your game developed this season? Are there parts the are, are there parts of the the coaching that have changed elements of your game and for the better? Yeah, of course. I mean, when you when you work with a guy like Roman, who is undoubtedly very experienced and played at the highest level, of course you're looking every single training session it's like, okay, what is he doing? What can I adjust? What is he doing? What's just his style that you cannot copy? Because every goalkeeper has a style. Uh, but what can you do? To get better and of course I've been watching I've been observing and I think that has got me better and you have a goalkeeper coach a young goalkeeper coach and Alex who is very detail oriented and he truly wants the best for all for all three of us and he's he's pushing us as well he knows exactly what you know what every goalkeeper needs and he tries to really fit that into his training sessions um of course, maybe on a Friday, if we play on Saturday, maybe you no know, Wednesday, you know, Thursday, Friday is a little bit more for Roman because he's playing. That's true. But, um, you know, Michael and I, we can always go to him and we can do individually things with, with Alex on the side and, and, and get better. And we've been doing that all year. And so I can I can say, I can sit here and say, yeah, my, my game has gotten better. So you mentioned that there was like a indirect, direct relationship with Alex Langer, the goalkeeper coach. Yeah. And he's similar, similar sort of age to you. You're kind of um, peers. Um, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Alex and how that came about. Yeah, so I went to Lennon Ryan, like you mentioned, um, in Hickory, North Carolina, small Division II uh, school. was a little bit of a cultural shock for me coming from Berlin. And you, I went to Hickory and, you know, every every store was closed at 8 o'clock. <laughs> it was just a shock. Yeah. But looking back at it, I still have friends from that time. I had a great time. And again, that also opened the door for me because without Lennon Ryan, I probably wouldn't have came to America because it was late in the recruiting process and I didn't have a school really because I was looking at Division One schools and I wasn't eligible. Um, so I went to Lena Ryan. I had an okay year, um, actually a bad year on the pitch because I only played four games and broke my ankle. Oof. So I didn't really play for them. But then I was always connected with their team because I had a lot of friends on their team. I went to Akron eventually, but I always watched their games the next one, two years. And then... Um, <coughs> One year, another guy still played that was on the team uh, with me, the second goalkeeper. And then Alex came. And then obviously I heard, oh, German goalkeeper came. Let's see how he's doing. So I was very, very interested on, on how Alex, I've never talked to him, never met him. But I was just interested, curious on, on how another German goalkeeper uh, is doing at Leonard Ryan. So I always watched their games, uh, was connected with my friends from that school. I wanted to see how they're doing still, maybe their senior year, whatever. Uh, so that was funny. I always knew of Alex, and I'm sure Alex has heard of me. Hey, there was a German goalkeeper, you know, two years ago. Um, so, I, you know, we've heard of each other, but never met each other. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, Bradley went out of his way to talk about you and your leadership skills um, behind the scenes and the, and the job that you're doing. Um, how did that make you feel to... To, to hear that, uh, you know, the crunch end of the season from your coach? I mean, obviously, put a big smile on my face. Um, you know, just been trying to push the team and just try to be myself. And, you know, if, if a coach looks at that and say, hey, he's a good guy, you know, then I've done my part. And that's what I ultimately try to do. And it, it was really nice uh, from, from Bradley to, to recognize that, yeah. And what's your, you know, we're at, we're at the end of the seasons, like this is being recorded just before the, the second playoff game. Like, I'd love to get your 
your view on how the seasons felt for you, like being in the mix every day with yeah. uh, with the players and the coaching staff? Yeah, I mean, truthfully, I mean, not many people that are listening to this have been a professional soccer player. So being a number two is not easy. It, it really isn't because you still have to do your job whether you play on the weekend or not. And my role this year was more, okay, On I know on a Tuesday that I most likely won't play on Saturday. And that's not easy to do because you have to find that motivation and you ha it cannot affect your quality. So it's definitely not an easy thing, thing to do. But first of all, the, the team is great. I would say I have a lot of, you know, they're not all my teammates. I, you know, I would say they're all my friends, which is a really good thing that makes you, you know, excited for training uh, the next day. And, you know, I find, found that really good balance of, you know, uh, pushing myself with Michael and, and Roman just in training. We, we all like a clean training session. And my job just is to, to be a good guy, um, helping everybody whatever they need and, and try to keep the, the quality in training high and, you know, give, give, give my teammates a good feeling that when I'm in goal, okay, Ben, ben can do it. I try to give the, the coaching staff that feeling too, and, and I hope I've, I've done that, and, and that's my job. And again, not easy. You just definitely have to push yourself, but ultimately, this is more than just yourself. You know, if I, if I show up to training and I don't want to train today, for example, which you know, every player in this, on this, in this world has those days, but then I'm letting down maybe Michael, I'm letting down Roman, and that definitely has a chain chain effect. So just yeah, you have to find that balance. You did you did get some minutes this season early on, League's Cup yeah. uh, against Vancouver. Um, how how did it? How, how was it to to get onto the pitch? Did no, great. Uh, first game I played against Union Omaha, uh, solo crowd here in the stadium. Amazing. I mean, we were. We couldn't believe it because usually you watch these other games and it's a half uh, full stadium. Some teams play even at a university field, which is sad. It's, it's been, it's, you know, the US Open Cup is such a traditional cup here and it should be a little bit more recognized. Um, we show up here and we have a full, full house, which was amazing. So it was amazing to play here. Um, we won and then we had to go. We had to play a tough game, I believe, on a Wednesday in between two games in Chicago. And that was also good. It was a tough game, I think, for the team. Road trip, I think we could have all played a little bit better. But, you know, sometimes you, you also have to win those games. Um, for me personally, I personally want to say I played a good game, but I made a bad mistake, which ultimately led to us losing that game 2-1. And that was tough because I would say every goalkeeper makes mistakes. Everybody in the league, whatever league it is, I just didn't have... The opportunity to play 10 15 good games to show everybody hey i'm i'm a, I'm a good goalkeeper um i just made a mistake in the second game and obviously that hurt me personally a little bit my my confidence and yeah but that happens you have to be then a professional goalkeeper and move on from that and then i played in columbus leagues cup also a tough game uh, by the way we had a four hour four five hour rain delay in columbus just for the team in general, a very difficult match. We almost came, you know, got away with, with a 2-2 almost. We had a big chance at the end. And then obviously playing in Vancouver was, was, was pretty cool um, from the coaching staff, you know, recognizing, saying, hey, Ben, you deserve this one. We give Roman a re uh, rest before the playoffs, before Seattle. And yeah, that was a good feeling playing. Playing is always cool. Yeah, I, and it's, it's definitely something that fans 
miss. I mean, we we don't always look at players and think of them like they're they're people. And especially in sport, it takes a while to get a feel. You know, whether you, you know outfield players, um, you know, they get the first ten games of the season to to warm into it. A goalkeeper, mm. it's very like a very individualistic position, yeah. and you have to warm into it. Like it's, uh, it's yeah, tough, right? It's tough, and then obviously. Uh, Roman set the bar high very fast. You know, obviously we came, we, we we won our first five games. I don't really remember when that Chicago game was, but obviously Roman and the whole team set the bar very high. So going into the game, it's like, okay, I need to, and that's the level. Um, and I feel like I've played well, just that mis- little mistake. Um, that was a little annoying. And obviously here in St. Louis, we have a great fan base, a very passionate fan base. But, you know, I felt the heat a little bit, which is okay because we're professional soccer players. We're, we're getting paid to uh, play and perform. Um, just have to move on from a mistake and you know, be yourself again the next day in training. Sometimes best to turn the phone off, put it in a drawer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, sometimes, TV. yes, sometimes. I mean, some players even do it uh, when they have a good game because they just wanna, don't want to see the good things um, because these people turn sometimes fast on you. It's just, that's what it is, you know, and, and that's what you need sometimes. You also need maybe sometimes a wake-up call when, 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 when the wake-up call is coming from the fans. That's also not a bad thing. Um, ultimately, we definitely appreciate our fans. We want to play for them. We want to win for them. I'm pretty sure, I don't. I haven't heard any numbers, but I'm pretty sure we're going to have a lot of fans on Sunday in Kansas. 100%. And we want to show up for them. So that's on our, on our radar for sure. That's great to know. Um, what's been the most important thing that you've learned about yourself this season? Yeah, honestly, I was never in that position where I wasn't playing. I always wanted to look, okay, if I'm not in a situation where I'm not playing, I want to play. Um, I think this club has uh, handled it really well for me because I got four games here with the first team, which is not not bad, and I played some games in the second team, which also was important for me, just staying staying ready, staying warm. Um, so that setup is is really important for players like me that maybe don't play every single single game, uh, just to stay ready. Um, that's a really good thing to have a second team as well, uh, trying to help them out. And there's also pressure. There's also points on the line. You need to perform for them as well. Um, and biggest thing I learned. Yeah, just, you know, sometimes even when you play, I've noticed that for myself too, when, you, when you're the guy and you know on a Tuesday or a Monday that you're playing on Saturday, maybe you don't push as hard. Maybe you, you know, taking mentally a day off here and there or just don't, don't try to push as hard. I just feel like I never intentionally uh, had an off day. So, you know, if you don't play, you don't want to ta- have an off day. You just want to keep pushing. And that's, that's something I learned, learned about myself and definitely also improved for myself brilliant um you've kind of touched on it a little bit but like the the last question that i put down is more of like is there anything that you'd like to say to the fans yeah i mean first of all i love st louis my wife uh loves st louis we're very happy here i spent actually it's funny i spent a summer in st louis in 2016 um no 2015 sorry 2015 it was a pdl pdl team here in st louis and I must say, I didn't really like it. It was very hot, actually unbearably hot. It was something I've never experienced from Germany. The yeah. humidity, I didn't really go out. My mom uh, you know, sent me screenshots every single time from, um, from, you know, from areas to stay away from. So I was like, ah, a little bit afraid of St. Louis. And coming, coming now to St. Louis, I really experienced the city and I loved it. And my, my parents came to town and they also loved it. You know, we, we have experienced the city how you should. And it's a cool city. 
Um, first of all, so I love St. Louis and I also love the team. Um, a lot of good people around this club. It's not just the, t the, the 11 guys that start the game or finish the game. It's actually a club of a lot of good people and hardworking people and really good people in their uh, you know in their field a lot of quality and you definitely always want to work with people that know what they're doing and this club found people in every area that you know have a high quality and just are good people to work with um so i like that and yeah so um i'm excited for sunday's game and i personally believe we're not done yet we have a lot of a lot to prove um because ultimately also a little bit insight for the fans we had something to prove all season long right um nobody had us on the radar so we've done it we've done we've proven everybody wrong for 34 games so mentally a little bit from from guy from everybody you're like okay we've done it now and then you have to do it again in playoffs so and that's just something hard you know to 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 flip the switch so um just to give the fans and people some insights maybe why we lost the last couple of games because it's just so hard to do we came out beat teams when nobody you know believed on uh, believed in us away games home games whatsoever now we just have to do it again and we just in the process of realizing okay we have to prove people wrong again and you're all, all doing it for the first time i think everybody needs to remember that right. you know you've done a all done a fantastic job this season we'll all be proud of you whatever happens at the weekend Ben, it's been incredible having you on the podcast. Thank you for being so open and sharing such amazing stories. And uh, thank you for being a great pro all season. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. A lot You're of fun. Welcome. Hopefully you'll come back next season. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The City Voice. And remember, if you like this podcast, go and give us a five-star review. And remember, we have new guests coming almost every week. Thank you for listening.